When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Josh Rutledge, your co-host for Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support us more, please head over to our website, fearscapepodcast.com. There you can click on store and browse some really awesome t-shirts and maybe pick a couple up. Or even go to our Patreon page and see how you can support us monthly. We love bringing you awesome content just as much as you like listening to it. Enjoy the show. The following program is presented for entertainment purposes. WCHQ does not necessarily endorse the ideas presented. Fearscape is a program that explores the legends and lore around many creepy and scary things. Information is researched and presented in an entertainment fashion and is presented based off of what we found. Legends have a way of changing over time. So... All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to Fearscape here on 100.9 FM WCHQ, as well as the Destination Nation Network. My name is Stefan, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Josh Rutledge. Hey there, how's it going? Ooh, pretty good, Goofy. Uh, It's going pretty good. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in as usual to hear about all the things spooky and ooky and kooky that we could find and weird. Uh, And we are in Halloween month. This is our month. This is all for us. This is all for us. And we are going to be staying away from aliens this month. Yep. Uh, We're going to be focusing on the spooky things that we find. Monsters and cryptids and ghosts and all that jazz. All the things famous for Halloween. Yep. Uh, And boy, oh boy, do we have one hell of a story today. (laughs) (laughs) I preface that because our story comes from one of the scariest books of all time. Because that's where all these monsters can be found. The Holy Bible. Yep. We are covering monsters of the Bible. And I in our research we found more than we thought. Yeah, there was uh there's quite a bit uh, referenced in the Bible. Yeah, I mean, you just get into Revelation or Daniel alone, oh, and yeah. you know, you've know you got way more than you ever realized. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be covering those. Uh, but before we get into that, I have got a little bit of spooky news that I would like to get into. So let's move ahead and get right into spooky news. All right, uh, so the spooky news I got this week, Josh, uh, comes from Fox News. Um, now, <laughs> it's just it just so ha- – now, I know that, you know, not everybody trusts Fox News. I don't. Um, but uh, this story I found on multiple platforms, this is just the one that I uh, liked the most in terms of the information and how it was put forward. Uh, but this is I, – I know I said no monsters, but it's spooky news. Um, or, I mean, no aliens, but it's spooky news this week. 
Um, a team of alien hunters led by Blink-182 co-founder claims to have found UFO material that's unknown to scientists. Now, before you laugh at Blink-182, most of you know that the lead singer, Tom DeLonge, is actually the guy that uh, co-founded to the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences. They have been making huge waves in the paranormal extraterrestrial community. Uh, they are the ones that pushed the Navy yep. to release the information that they have and all that stuff. That, that big show that was on History Channel yes. recently with well, they were talking about all I mean that he was the driving factor. Yeah, he's for the, that. he has been a huge factor. To the Stars Academy is an absolutely really cool organization. I highly recommend checking out their website. Um, there's a lot of really cool information. Uh, they come at it from a scientific background. Um, it's absolutely phenomenal. Anyways, uh, so let's see. They say that they have found UFO as evidence. So the team most famously turfed up classified footage of UFOs recorded by American pilots that were confirmed as real by the U.S. Navy earlier this month. So I believe we covered, I don't think we covered this on Spooky News, uh, but I did drop it in um, the Fearscape Facebook and stuff where the Navy did confirm yep. those videos that uh, were released a couple months back. Um, so yeah, really crazy. Um, but Delange was speaking to the New York Times and uh, he gave a tantalizing tease of their next big scoop. A reporter asked whether the team had obtained exotic material samples from US UFOs, and the spokesperson responded saying, certainly. Wow. That's crazy. No further details were given, so it's not entirely clear what material they were talking about. But back in July, DeLonge's uh, organization said the same thing about their own research as well. So these guys are coming together. Mixtape Volume 2. Mixtape Volume 2. Uh, they say that it's potentially exotic materials featuring properties not from any known existing military or commercial application. Um, that's insane. That's insane. Uh, they To the stars, uh, they have not yet provided proof. But what they said was, we have been doing, what we've been doing is trying to find the most qualified individuals at the most respectable institutions to conduct the scientific analysis yep. for us. Yeah. Um, they said the scientific analysis includes physical analysis, it includes molecular and chemical analysis, and ultimately it includes nuclear analysis. Um, they said they are not in a hurry to release this yet, oh, which yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah. And, you know, people, skeptics can say, well, that's because they don't have anything, but we know on the other side of things that they really want to make yeah. sure that this information is verified. It's validated. Mm -hmm. uh, it goes through all the, the right you know steps and, and checks and balances. Yep. Yeah. Uh, according to uh, the, the organization's website, they say that the Academy is a collaboration between academia, industry, and pop culture to advance society's understanding of scientific phenomena and its technological implications. Um, yeah, you know, this is insane. And like I said, they're the ones that pushed the Navy to come out and talk about the near daily interactions that they had with mysterious flying objects in 2014 and 2015. Well, and if you haven't, you know, if you haven't watched that show that was recently on the uh, History Channel, I, I can't remember what it's called, but but there are, there are episodes in that show where they're like going in front of senators in Washington yeah. trying to get their them to pressure the Navy to actually release, you know, official, you know, a word that that UFOs and that the, they were captured. So I mean, it's not not captured as in yeah they have you know, but but the the, the video footage was real, right? Um, uh, you know, and 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 to talk about a little bit what the Navy pilots dealt with. 
Uh, across several in interviews, pilots described objects moving at hypersonic speeds and performing acts beyond the physical limits of a human crew. In fact, Lieutenant Ryan Graves said that he saw strange objects with no visible engine or infrared exhaust plumes, reaching at least 30,000 feet and flying at hypersonic speeds almost daily while training off the aircraft carrier, the Theodore Roosevelt. Yep. And this is Graves. He's an FA-18 Super Hornet pilot. He's been with the Navy for 10 years, and he said these things would be out there all day long. And he said keeping an aircraft in the air requires a significant amount of energy. And with the speeds we observed, 10, 12 hours in the air is 11, or excuse me, 12 hours in the air is 11 hours longer than we'd expect. Wow. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, man. I, I, I mean, do you think, do you think we'll, we'll see you know, real evidence in our lifetime? I do. I absolutely do. Uh, at this point, I really do. With the age of the internet, with super cameras yep. that everybody has, um, I think, and we're starting to see a resurgence again over the last few years. And, I, you know, they, the alien sightings tend to come in waves. Yeah. And I, I think we're about to hit another one. And especially with the interest is back with the even even as goofy as it was the area 51 raid oh, yeah. you know um just everything that interest is back yep. and with to the stars academy like the money that they've got pumped into it and oh yeah and things like that i absolutely think we're I mean, gonna they, see it. they drew the attention of the history channel I mean, that's, yeah you know. uh do do i think we're gonna see like the day the earth stood still you know a craft landing take me to your leader no because i don't i don't think that I, I don't. I don't think our understanding of it is that. Yeah. You know. I, I, I mean, I, I think you know, UFO doesn't necessarily mean alien. Right. I mean, it, it could just be that, you know, uh, government or governments mm -hmm. have some really expel, uh, experimental craft that they've been able to keep under wraps for a long time, and you know, you know, it could be interdimensional. I mean, yep. there's a number of things that it could be. It could be time travel. Who yep. knows? So, and, and, but yes, I think we're going to find out, and yeah. I, and I think why different cultures and different decades and things like that have seen different shapes and different things like that is i mean space travel is not easy and so we may be just seeing waves of different cultures coming right who knows yeah. who knows i don't know i think the ones that have landed landed a long time ago in uh mesopotamia and in the south america and yep. things like that and became the originators of our gods today yeah i agree opinion. anyways let's get yeah, moving yeah. on speaking of gods uh this that was uh spooky news All right, so uh, we got a little bit of cre creepy catch-up before we get into yep. uh, Monsters of the Beeblay. Uh, so let's just jump right into the uh, creepy catch-up. Creepy catch-up. Creepy catch-up. Creepy catch-up. Creepy catch-up. Y'all, it's creepy. All right, I'll let you go ahead and go first. You said you got a little yeah. creepy so I, action. Yeah, so I talked a little bit about uh, the, my bathroom events at, at work a mm -hmm. couple weeks ago. Yes, the foot tapper. Yeah, well, actually, it was uh, clear to throat. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I was thinking yeah. of Congress. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so, uh, went, you know, again, used the restroom the other day. The uh, the faucets mm -hmm. are, uh, are motion activated, and um, one of the faucets... Uh, kept turning on. Now, granted, those things can malfunction. I understand sure. that. But I also, uh, while I was kind of listening, in between the faucet turning on and off, I would I would kind of hear 
some light breathing. And there was nobody else in the bathroom. Now, is the building you work at, without giving away where you work, is it an older building, newer building? Uh, I think it was built in the late 70s, mid-80s. Definitely time enough for folks to have died or died and uh, bring their spirit there because that's where they worked their whole lives. Or um, whatever was there prior. Well, yeah, that that too. I mean, Louisville's old, but it's not been there forever. Yeah, and there were absolutely buildings where buildings were. So didn't think about that. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, so uh, it's time to find a new bathroom. Uh, (laughs) Well, it's funny because I was... And like I went to wash my hands and I was I just kind of nobody was coming in or anything. I just mm-hmm. kind of stood there was like, "Are you here? If anybody's here, please make your." You know, I was trying to mm-hmm. do like a, trying to get it to maybe turn the sink on again or something like that. No, right. Nothing else happened. You know, nothing, you know, I got a wedgie, but that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was your boss. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I had a weird one actually here. Uh, I was here last night um, with my other podcast on Happy Campers on the Destination Nation Network. And uh, we cover horror movies, and we covered an old Sid Haig movie. He just passed away recently, this yeah. actor. And we watched this movie, spider Bait. It was great. Great old movie. Uh, but anyways, we're getting ready to leave, and uh, one, of our, one of our other hosts is a smoker, so they went outside ahead of me, and it's late. It's like 10, 10.30 at this point. No one's here. It's dark. And I was like, crap, I can't turn the alarm on unless they shut the door. So they shut the door, but didn't lock it. So I'm having, I'm standing here by myself in this dark, just, it's already done dark. And, and this place is haunted. If you've heard us talk about it, it's so freaking haunted. And I just, I didn't hear it, but I felt it in my head. Like I get out, you know? And I'm oh. like, I finally get it. And then, and then I feel somebody poking my back as I'm running. I'm literally running down the hallway. So knee surgery worked. Yeah. Um, I'm running <laughs> down the hallway and it's like, someone's like poking my back oh my and I'm goodness. like, yeah. Like it, oh, I hate this place, but love it at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it definitely, I felt pokes in my back and I felt that, that urgency to get out of there. It was bedtime. You know? It was bedtime. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't know, but I had to get out of here, but it freaked me out. Oh so. my goodness. That's crazy. <laughs> it was good. It freaked me out so much. I didn't even tell Lance and Ben about it. Cause I was like, I needed to get home to my wife. I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> I just wanted to go home. <laughs> well, that, that, that is, <clears throat> yeah, I can't wait to we maybe do a, uh, yeah we will we will be um yeah so uh yeah that's creepy ketchup then creepy ketchup creepy ketchup creepy ketchup creepy ketchup y'all it's creepy uh, so speaking of investigations, um, we will be investigating the Bardstown this month uh, a good group of us you and me and i think brad's gonna be there yeah. naoma from country roots is gonna be there and her husband uh and she has another friend who's a ghost hunter and uh we're gonna be exploring the very haunted the bardstown a shakespeare themed restaurant over at speed avenue and bardstown road here in louisville kentucky and uh i'm already ready because i have I, most of my my creepy ketchup has been about the bardstown yeah i've not done an investigation in like 11 years so, so yeah so I'm, is, I'm i'm, I'm really looking, looking yeah to i'm looking he's giving us access to everything uh doug shuddy over at the bardstown so um if you have not been out to the bardstown i'm gonna go ahead and plug them right now go check them out the food is absolutely phenomenal it's all shakespeare themed um but it's delicious uh there are shows almost every single night yep. whether upstairs in the theater or over in 
the lounge. Uh, yeah, go check it out. So, but anyways, let's let's get into this, man. Let's get into the monsters of the Bible. Yeah. Um. So I know you and I have had an obsession with this since back in our Christian days. We were always obsessed with like Revelation and yep. Daniel and Ezekiel and all the weird stuff. Um, and so it's kind of a guilty pleasure for us to dip into this. Yeah, I mean, it's um, <clears throat> there is just some really interesting uh, imagery um, mm-hmm. which is just is talked about in the Bible. Yeah, and, and it's so, not just Old Testament. I mean, no, we've got New Testament as yeah, well. Yeah, it's it's there's a lot of cool. So I mean, I went through and I did quite a bit of research. You know, a couple of different sites and, and came across you know quite a quite a few. Um, uh, mentions of things and I actually I sat here and added them up there's like 16 different um, monsters entities whatever you yeah. want to call them uh, that I found so <clears throat> so yeah let's 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 jump on into uh, the first one here so uh, yeah I kind of picked this one to be the first one because uh, a it's fresh in my mind and B I think it's really kind of interesting mm-hmm. and that is uh, cherubim yeah so immediately comes to mind is Cupid yeah, the yeah. little baby with his diaper, little bow and arrow, little bow and arrow and shoots right. you with it, and you fall in love. Right, and all. I can probably already say that that was a massive mixture of Christian and Roman mythology mixed oh, yeah. together. You look across, you know, a lot of European cities and the artwork and the mm-hmm. sculptures and stuff, and you got these little, these little naked babies with wings and harps and all, <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff, and <laughs> and so you're thinking, you know, you know, there's a um, the uh, the creature that actually expelled Adam and Eve from the uh, from the Garden of Eden was the cherub, cherubim. So wait, little baby Valentine is the one that held the giant flaming sword. And I just said sword. I totally said sword. I gotta, <laughs> I've never said that in my entire life until I'm joking. But yes, yeah, so the guy, so this little. What we think of as uh, the baby is actually not a baby, but this is what expelled Adam and Eve. So the thing that they should be the most frightened of right. is what history has deemed as the cutest. Right, exactly. <laughs> so in my investigation, um, I have uh, uh, found that in Middle Eastern art, um, they are actually often portrayed as a lion or a bull with eagle's wings and a human face. Sheesh. So now take that image and imagine it holding a flaming sword, right. uh, sword, and uh, and, <laughs> and chasing you out of the Garden of Eden. Um, I, I think from then I would probably actually be a little more scared and uh, and want to leave. Yeah, and there are some that say uh, that it had four faces, that it had the lion or the bull, an eagle. Um, it also had like uh, like a like another type of domestic animal. Sometimes it kind of looks like a monkey. Sometimes it had the lion on one side, the the bull on the other. Mm. It, it, many different things, um, and multiple wings and multiple yeah. eyes, and it's just absolutely creepy. Especially in Eastern Orthodox, um, they have pictures that they use in their religious iconic. Uh, I- iconography iconography (laughs) (laughs) that they use that shows these creatures with all four of these wings and just so you know it's um what's interesting is is kind of the the cross um uh, population of ideals um and you know and i don't want to i don't want to make this about aliens but that's where that's where a lot of the alien people say is that 
you know, the, all these th- these these cultures that are spread out by like thousands, if not, you know, hundreds of thousands of miles, yet they have similar uh, iconography in in the portrayed. So when I think about it, I, I think there's a there's a statuette um, in Mayan culture that has um, a bean with four faces, one on each side of like mm-hmm. the the, the uh, a block. Yep. And so you wonder if that was you know their representation of cherubim um you know similar to to the to the uh, middle eastern representation right and it's is it, mostly where our description of this comes from is ezekiel and in fact ezekiel really goes in deep by saying that they're depicted as having two pairs of wings four faces that of a lion an ox a human and an eagle their legs were straight and the soles of their feet were hooves of a bull gleaming like polished brass so, I mean, that's just nuts, man. And, you know, you get into, like, Assyrian culture and stuff like that because the Middle Eastern culture, cherubim are more than... It, it was not a Jewish design. Right. This was already immersed into this culture. I mean, you find many four-winged type uh, yep. statues and art uh, all through that area. Oh, yeah. So... so I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely... Um... I mean, in a way, it's almost like the Sphinx a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, well, it, that that seems to be kind of a of a common thread with a lot of the things that I found, and, and I think this is true in, in a lot of the monsters of the Bible, mm-hmm. is that they're not one thing. They're like comprised of uh, different aspects of a bunch of different creatures, right? So the right. wings of an eagle, head of a lion, so on and so forth. And when you think about the Sphinx, I mean, it's the sphinx is the is the head and face of, of a of a human but the body of a uh, is it a tiger or a lion or something like that but it, i don't know i'm watching dragon ball z i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but you have here in your research i find very interesting that they're regarded in christian angelology as an angel of the second highest order of the ninefold celestial hierarchy which means they would be just under like michael and things like that, correct? The archangels. Yeah, I believe I believe that's right. And, and it actually says here that they were, in biblical tradition, they attended on God. Wow. So they were like, God's like, "Hey, man, get me a beer," and, and the cherubim were like, "Okay, I'll go get one." You know. So, but yeah, I guess that's. So yeah, they were the ones that tended to God, guarded God's domain. So, uh, you know, there are some theories that Eden literally was heaven. You know, that that's what they were in. Yep. And so it is them that also guard heaven. Yep. So when we think of St. Peter guarding, it's really these creepy looking cherubim that are like, mm, did you? Did you do what you yeah. were supposed to do? <laughs> it makes makes you wonder what the pearly gates actually look like. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, what did it say? It said they were polished, right? So the pearly gates are really just two feet that open from <laughs> one of the cherubim. Um, I guess <laughs> yeah. this is this is getting into a really weird area. Yeah, well, so do yeah. these monsters. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, um, you know, I, I guess going on from you know, from from cherubim because we're talking we're talking you know about angelology and stuff. I guess it would make sense to kind of jump now into all the other angels. Yeah, I mean, most people the... don't think of angels as monsters, and, and we don't technically either. This kind of fits more into the entities we talked about. I mean, for the most part, angels are are good entities yeah. until we get into the fallen angels. But right. Yeah, so what kind of angels do we have? Yeah, so <clears throat> there's actually, uh, well, according to here, you know, um, one, two, three, four. I guess we've got about six or seven different types of angels. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, we've got <clears throat> ordinary angels, which uh, you know it says here have kind of a the appearance of handsome young men and interesting here no wings no wings yeah so then these are the ones that you see like when you're in a car wreck and you say you see someone that pulled you pulled out, you out and you or, never saw yeah. them again um that those are the angel sightings uh michael landon um highway to heaven <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like was it that highway to heaven but yeah yep yeah. highway to yeah, heaven exactly. so michael landon yeah, yeah. was an ordinary angel um but it says here that it, you know it's a you know i it's got a number here of in the thousands. I'm assuming uh, there wasn't some type of an angel, um, uh, you know, a census that was done where the ordinary angels filled out, you know, and that's how they got the, the, the number. So, so I don't really know but, where this uh, they website. they they make up the bulk of the army, bulk so of the then, army, yeah, so to speak. And it's it's hmm, it's interesting uh, because you know when God said, "Hey, I, I made them in our image." I would assume he was then speaking to these ordinary angels, right? Not the cherubim, not the cherubim, right? <laughs> um, you know, and it, and it kind of goes on here to say that the kind of role that these play again is they're messengers, uh, jailbreakers, rescuers. So again, it's it's you know you're in a car accident and you you know see like uh, I don't know how I ended up outside of the car without a scratch on me. It's because one of these uh, ordinary angels stepped in on and, and took care. Uh, of me. And in the New Testament, lovers. Yeah, I mean they brought. I mean, it was not God that impregnated Mary. It was one of these ordinary angels. Yeah, I guess. So I don't want to. Yeah, I mean uh, we're dipping into theology here, but but, uh, really, if you think about it, I mean that God sent an angel, and it was an angel that that did so. But yeah, but I mean, yeah, I don't want to. But I mean, it's but it was an angel, so. Perth, Perth theological thing. So Jesus was the son of God. Um, God impregnated Mary. He just used, used an, angel an angel as as the to do it to do it. Yeah. So the angel had like the turkey baster and he. You know, oh, <laughs> see, you took it there. I didn't take it there. Um, In vitro, you know, yeah. I don't know, but, but yes, yeah. good lord. Sorry, man. You, I didn't go there. Just know, I didn't go there. I wanted to, but I didn't. Um, but yeah, sorry. In vitro. graphic, graphic. Sorry. Um, all right, so uh, next on the list, we've got arch, archangels. Uh, so this is like, you know, Michael, uh, Gabriel, I believe, yep. is an archangel. Um, uh, Uriel is one. I'm trying to think of all the ones on what, Supernatural. Was it, uh, <laughs> was, it, was it Lucifer? An Lucifer was, was absolutely an archangel. That's what I thought. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, um, so, yeah, so again, interesting here. Handsome young men, no wings. Really? Because every depiction of Michael, because they don't usually make it. But I mean, I guess if if they were to show up to, you know, to announce the, the coming of Jesus, you know, and they had these huge wings yeah. and all this stuff, people were like, oh, my God. Yeah. But it's just a guy standing on the street corner. Right. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I guess if you think about it, if, if you're announcing the arrival of something to your point and you're just kind of standing there and you're spreading the word through the crowd, so to speak. Yeah. It has more power than if you were to come down on wings and all that kind of stuff. So, it's, yeah, I mean, it. it <clears throat> I, I guess it kind of makes sense. The The thing that keeps coming back to me is, so, ordinary angels, archangels, um, the next one we're going to talk about, it says no wings for them either. How do they get there? 
I mean, is it, through the transportation machine <laughs> that the aliens provided the well, probably the probably the uh, chariot of fire that uh, did, oh wasn't there yeah. wasn't there a chariot of fire that yeah. took uh, somebody such and such up to heaven? Yeah, it was uh, Joshua. Uh, Josh, Josh, I don't know, one of those guys. Anyways, I'm, somebody will probably correct. I'm over us. here like Methuselah. <laughs> somebody, um, somebody will correct us. Oh, so we've got other. Oh yeah, Azrael is an archangel. Enoch, Metatron, not, not. <laughs> Megatron? Not Megatron. <laughs> Metatron. Okay. Um, is that... Uh, so, I think Raphael. So it's interesting that Gargamel's cat made the list? Yes. Uh, Gargamel's cat did make the list. Here's the seven archangels. We've got Michael, Raphael, Gabriel, Uriel, uh, Serakiel, there's one I've never heard of, Ragiel, and Remiel. Hmm. Um, but... Uh, another um, an apocryphal book mentions that, um, of course, uh, that Joel was also one. So Joel. <laughs> it's like, like Raphael, Gabriel, yeah. Secretary, Raphael, Joel, Joel, <laughs> and Mikael. I mean, that's how it's Billy Joel. That's, yeah, that? <laughs> that's how it's that's how it's pronounced. All right. So the archangels it says probably one or possibly seven. You just read the seven off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the role that they play is to protect the Jewish nation. And herald to the second coming. Yeah. So, and and the first coming. Well, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they absolutely did that. Well, we're assuming. Never mind. Yeah. Um, so, in uh, Eastern Orthodox, so many different um, ones make the list here. I find really interesting because um, in Eastern Orthodox, we also have Sialatil. Uh, Jigwediel, Barakiel, uh, Jeramiel, and then of course Uriel, Raphael, Michael, and Gabriel. Those are kind of like the main ones yeah. you always hear of. So I'm, I'm wondering how much of that is additional uh, archangels versus variances on the pronunciation or translation of a name. Yeah. Uh, even Protestants have a different set. The Anglican Church also counts uh, Chamuel, Jophael, and Zadkiel. Um, in their picture of their of the hmm. archangels, it's it's really interesting. And then if you really want to get deep into it, I mean, we've talked about Lucifer, Azazel. I mean, there's these other yeah. hierarchy angels, right. That fell, right. So. Well, that's and, and those are actually a little further down the list here. In our, uh, they they actually break apart uh, fallen angels. Into, yeah, but but anyway, yeah, I mean, yeah, that so. What's interesting on the list here is that uh, Archangels and Gabriel is called out as two separate things. And maybe it's because Gabriel has such a specific role yeah. that he's he's separated he's from the them. He's God's messenger. Yeah. He's the quote-unquote voice of he God. He is the Mercury. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so again, no wings. Uh, be- just blows my because mind. again, I mean, he falls into the Archangel mm-hmm. uh category so he just he's called out as being god's messenger but yeah it makes me wonder when angels really started being um depicted with wings wings. in in arts in art culture i mean usually a lot of that art really happened around you know 1400s and things like that i I wonder if it if it really had to do with with drawing a distinction between us here on earth versus a heavenly instead of just the halo around their head right right you know because a lot of the old pictures that's what you oh, see yeah, especially yeah. in catholicism is that halo around right their head. i mean in, in it in it you know if you really wanted to drive the separation between uh, the the world of men versus the world of god um then it, you know to give 
the the uh, creatures or or, or mm-hmm. entities of God um, some special uh, function or feature kind of again distinguishes them as not really being men so. yeah uh, it's interesting as well because uh, the Mormon Church the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints they have a different idea about angels because you know the whole get your own planet type stuff like that and they believe that everyone that is holy was human at one point Hmm. and in this they believe that michael was actually adam adam when he ascended to heaven became Became michael Michael. became the first archangel became that and that gabriel was known in mortality as noah Hmm. that noah is who became gabriel so they just leveled up they just, yeah, it, yes, they leveled <laughs> up. Absolutely. Woo, yes. So, uh, so yeah, so next on the list, we've got the Seraphim. Yes, yeah, Seraphim. Oh, man, Sister Act is already, God, I can hear them singing right now about the Seraphim. Man, being Catholic, we, we always sing about the Seraphim. But we so, sure didn't talk about what they look like. I want to say it. It says here they've got six wings. Um, so I'm thinking, like, what what else in nature has six wings? Like, dragonflies have four wings. So I guess it'd be kind of like that, but with two extra wings. I guess. Is there nothing else? I mean... I'm trying to think what else would have more than four wings. And I really can't... I can't come up with anything. If, if anybody listening can think of a creature in nature that has more than four wings... Uh, let us know. Yeah, I, you know, in uh, the book of Isaiah, which is one of the first places the seraphim were talked about, they described the six wing beings that fly around the throne of God. They are the ones that cry, holy, 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 which is what you always hear in Catholicism yeah. and Christianity, the songs. Um, this was important, you know, for that triple invocation of holiness as a way to uh, future reference the Trinity. Yep. I mean, we're assuming they only said it three times, right? Right, yeah. I mean, I wasn't there. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Solomon's temple was known to have lots of images of the seraphim. Um, He was pretty obsessed with them. The Book of Enoch has a lot of seraphim mentioned in there. Um, They are also called Achiest, which translates uh, to dragons and is also an alternate term for hell. Very interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that is very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I wonder, you know, how, how, you know, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole so much, but how much of, of what we understand from the Bible is just uh, poor translation? Oh, 100%. I mean, that's why there's 50,000 different translations yeah. out there, you know? Right. <clears throat> so, all right, uh, moving on to the next item, we've got the, f- is it fiery? Fiery ones? Fury? Yeah, the fiery ones. Yeah. So, um,. I'm not entirely sure how to read this description. I'm going to read it as it's written here, but it doesn't make sense to me. But it's two covering face, two covering feet, two for flying. Um, Maybe that's wings. Two wings covering the face, two covering the feet, two for flying. Could be. That that would be the only thing that kind of makes sense for the two for flying aspect. Yeah, maybe it's like Captain America. He's got the wings on his, (laughs) I mean, seriously. Wings on his helmet. Yeah, and then, you know, um, Submariner has the two wings on his feet. Well, what's what's the Greek, uh, uh, the the messenger in the Greek mythology that had the winged shoes? Yeah, not Mercury. What's the Greek version? Yeah, that is Mercury, isn't it? No, Mercury is the the Roman Roman, version. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, oh my goodness, this Lord, is gonna. I should know this. Like all I can, all I can think of is um, the the Disney movie with uh, <laughs> when he's like walking around and Hades is like, "Hey man, you know it's like, yeah. hey, hey buddy, uh, can we talk to you for a minute?" Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's Hades. I think that's uh, nope, Beetlejuice. Nope, nope. There's one talk to you for a minute. <laughs> uh, that's definitely Beetlejuice. Oh, I said it twice. I better not say it again. <laughs> Beetlejuice. Ah! So. Where is the? I mean, I, why can't I find Mercury's on, Mercury on here? Okay, continue. I'm All gonna. Right. Fi- I'm gonna find yeah. it because it's so, driving me nuts. So the fiery ones. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't talk about numbers here. Um, the fact that it's fiery ones implies there was more than one. Um, so we're just going to go with uh, more than one uh, at this point. But they were around to... Hermes. Uh, Hermes. Yes. Good job. Thanks. Woohoo! <laughs> power of the internet. <laughs> so the fiery ones were around to sing God's glory. So they weren't singing holy, holy, holy. They were singing God's glory, God's glory, God's, God's glory. glory. Right. <laughs> yeah, they were just... Like just singing his praises all over town, and and I wonder if the fire is the Holy Spirit fire, you know, like is that yeah, is it a is it a you know is, Im- implying something or were they known to be yeah fiery? Was it a literal fire or mm-hmm. yeah? That's that's a yeah, I don't know. Maybe we can ask one one day. Yeah. Um. All right. Next on the list. Cher- oh, I already covered that cherubim. So again, they were we, we already talked a little bit about cherubim, but mm-hmm. um. Um, the guard God's domain, uh, the four living creatures. This is Daniel, right? Yeah. This is where we really get right. into Daniel. And we didn't even talk about Ezekiel's like wheel and all that weird stuff. No. Whew. But yeah, the wheels so in the, the sky. Keep the on four turning. living creatures are the ones that I've always known about that are the most creepy. Yeah. So this is six wings and was covered with eyes. So. so- it's like a potato with six wings. Have you ever looked up like images of what people assume they look? Oh, I yeah, I, I did, and, and then I didn't sleep well. Yeah, because uh, so, they're creepy. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it says like it, it makes the distinction here: eyes all around, even under his wings. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's just he's just covered in eyes, eyes yeah. everywhere, front and back is what it says in uh yeah, because they're they're Ezekiel. This is talked about. It's also talked about in Revelation. I mean, it's like these guys are all over as well as Daniel. I mean, so have you ever seen the movie The Gate? Yes. So like with Stephen so, Dorff. So there's a, there's a scene where like this monster creature thing grabs the kid by his hand and holds him up. And then he lets him go. The kid opens his hand. He's got an eyeball in his hand. Mm-hmm. Now that freaked me out. Yes. Now, I couldn't even imagine being covered in eyeballs. That would just. Yeah. Yeah, they're also known uh, as the Merkaba uh, in um, Jewish mysticism. So there's a little something extra for you. So that's all I got. um, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Needless to say, um, you can't sneak up on them. Nope. Um, They always see you coming, and um, uh, definitely don't want to meet them in a dark alley. No. Yeah. Okay. Even though they're supposed to be good guys, like I still. And they hang around the throne with the creepy cherubim, right? Yeah, right. I mean, it, it just you know, it's probably a really, a really good party uh, with all these guys showing up. I still, I'm still gonna, I'm gonna go hang out with Bacchus. Like, I just <laughs> feel like it's a better party. <laughs> but uh, so the next on the list, Lucifer. Um, yes. So um, there's only one of Lucifer. Um, uh, like we said, he he was an archangel. 
Uh, I guess, I mean, is he still technically an archangel? I mean, he's just, he's a fallen archangel. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, if a general um, decides to go to the other side. I mean, he's still technically a general. Is he still a general of the United States Army? No. I mean, he's not an archangel of God. He's, I guess, an archangel of whatever else. Yeah, well, I mean, he's king of hell, I guess. Even then, that's well, that's, that's not 100%. And that's not... Uh, that's getting into mythology there. Yeah. I mean, even the image of Satan um, with the hooves yeah. and the t- all that is stolen from pagan mythology, which for me as a pagan really upsets me, you yeah. know, because that is our... Um, well, and, our our wild man, our right. god, our horned god right. that they turn and pan, which they turned into the image of Satan to scare people away from our incredible god. Yeah. Um, so so I'm still mad. And, 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 you know, and, and, you know, I think there's also uh, some uh, conversation or discussion that that I, that I have at least heard uh, in my many years of watching television and reading articles and things that that says that um, uh, Lucifer actually doesn't rule hell, but rather he. Uh, rules the earth and then yeah because if you actually read revelation yeah, he'll be and, cast and into he'll be hell. cast into hell not right. just revelation but new testament that he'll be cast into the lake of fire right. so you know and yeah and and even then there's nothing in the bible that says that lucifer is the devil true it, i mean that is all conjecture if you really uh ken ham if you're out there listening if you're really literally <laughs> reading the bible then lucifer and and the devil satan are two different characters right so whom god and as well as the the serpent as well right um in the garden but yeah if you if you read that you know the the confrontation that they had about job and everything like that doesn't mean that it's lucifer right and in fact if he's a fallen angel and was cast out of heaven means that he was punished why would god give him an equal playing field right exactly just just the same so what really interests me about the whole lucifer satan thing is and i don't this is gonna i don't want to derail this too much but um is the whole uh uh angels don't have free will yeah uh, yeah, I've always said that. But how did Lucifer fall? And my my same thing was said about Adam and Eve. Yeah. If they did not have free will until they ate of the apple, how were they able to do that? Yeah. How were they able to yeah. make a decision? So again, this is probably a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I've always but, said that. Yeah. I've always wondered that. And um, Neil Gaiman writes a really, really, really great short story in his book, Smoke and Mirrors. I, I, it's called The Silver City. Uh, and he used a lot of that when he wrote um, Sandman and when he wrote the Lucifer comic, yep. and they mention it in the Lucifer TV show, um, the origin of Satan, uh, that it was part of God's plan, that there that he, God intentionally created a dark area around the Silver City where all the angels lived, um, and there were voices there that spoke to Lucifer and caused him to question things, that yep. it was all part of it. Um, so it's really, really interesting, you know, yeah. if you think about that, because uh, I can remember in college, uh, at the Christian college we went to, having this conversation about um, God created everything. Did he create evil? If he's all good, how yeah. can he create all evil? So all these yeah. great questions for another right. podcast. Are- but yeah, and, and one one last, uh, speaking of Neil Gaiman, uh, just, I just listened to a book that he wrote on North Mis- Norse yes, mythology. Yes, I want to read that. I've heard it's amazing. Um, so first of all, I will say... Uh, it, if you are, if you can do audiobooks, it's really good as an audiobook because he does the voices. Yes. Um, so it's really cool. But anyways, um, uh, there was a um, one of the daughters of Loki. Her name, mm-hmm. Hell. Yeah, H E L. Yeah, but that's where the origin of Hell 
It's, it's really it's yeah. If you the if underworld you really get into things, there really wasn't a lot of heaven and hell talk in the Old Testament. Yep. Um, you've got Sheol, which is kind of more like a burial ground more than anything. Where they stayed, it was kind of closer yep. from what I've read to purgatory than anything. We're getting way off. Topic. Yeah, we're getting way off. Topic. Right, so I'm, let me get back I'm to Satan reel real quick. It back in. Let me get back real quick. Um, the very first time that Satan first appears in anything is is in the Torah um, as a heavenly prosecutor, a member of the sons of God who is a subordinate to Yahweh. So and he prosecutes the nation of Judah in a heavenly court and tests the loyalty of Yahweh's followers by forcing them to suffer. So that's kind of where the first idea in which they think was influenced by a Zoroastrian uh, figure. Um, so uh, there's there's just so much. There's yeah. always been where there's good, there's evil. There right. there has to yeah. be that balance. The balance, the you know, dark side of the forest and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. All right, <clears throat> I am going to take us out of angels. Yeah, because um, a lot of the Lucifer stuff we kind of yeah, covered. The fall we kind of covered so. evil spirits. They are and, also in the thousands. You know, demons and all that kind of stuff that yeah. all kind of falls in there. So we're we're gonna we're gonna step out of there. We're gonna get to some of the some of the really um, nitty gritty. Uh, monsters of the Bible. Most of this stuff uh, comes from the Old Testament, uh, but yeah, let's uh, power through these. Yeah. So, the behemoth. Yes. Um. So this is uh, in Job or Job, depending on which way you read it. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is uh, described as a gigantic, powerful creature that can only be tamed by God. So it's like um, uh, the uh, the kraken. Yeah. And Hades can control the Kraken. Nobody else can control the Kraken. Yeah, no one else can. So his tail is so large that it moves like a cedar. So like a tree, essentially. Yeah, Yeah. right. Um, This description has led some creationists to claim the behemoth was, in fact, a biblical-era dinosaur. That's uh, whatever. I don't (laughs) want to... Yeah, go on. (laughs) Yeah, offend anybody there. So, uh, blah, 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 blah. In, in Jewish tradition, the behemoth is a primal earth monster, a symbol of chaos. Um, so, yeah. So they say it had a belly button, right? Yeah. So they talk about um, that it's mentioned as having a navel, which would rule out it being a lizard. And so then you get into some people thinking that it's probably more like a hippopotamus or something. Like yeah, that. I mean, you know... it. it I've never met or seen a hippopotamus that would be described as having um, a, uh, a tail. Uh, <laughs> had tail so large it moves like a cedar, but uh, but maybe hippopotami were bigger uh, mm-hmm. back then. I don't know. They've, we've read them down to their actual yeah. size or something. But anyways, so and we got yeah. the Leviathan, another monster of Job. Right. This is the one that I love. This is Nessie. In my opinion. Yeah. Uh, This is the second of the great monsters described in Job. Leviathan is a massive sea monster who's impervious to human weapons, breathes fire, and emits smoke from his nostrils. Um, This is also similar to an ancient Near Eastern monster called Lotan, which was a seven-headed giant serpent who represented primeval chaos. So it's kind of like Gohedra from the Godzilla movies. Yeah. and a lot, there's even like a, much like the hippopotamus theory, there's one that thinks that just Leviathan was a crocodile, um, though crocodiles didn't breathe fire. So. Right. <laughs> um, well, this this to me read read more like the uh, Kraken. 
Yes. You know, this this kind of thing ties in. So like this story here kind of relates to the story of the Kraken. Yeah, it's like a Kraken and a dragon mixed together. You so know, a dragon. A dragon. Mm-hmm. A Kraken. A cra- Ooh, Kraken. Kraken. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like an Irish name. Yeah. Kraken. Get over here, Kraken. <laughs> Get your butt over here. Kraken McGillicotty. <laughs> McCraggan. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that lives in Loch Ness. Yes, the that McCraggan. is. McCraggan. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So, next up, Nephilim. The Nephilim. The uh, superheroes of the Bible. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they are um, uh, half, half angel, half human. Yep, like me. Um. And uh, basically, you know, as it says, the offspring of angels and, and human women. Um, I, I don't think they had any uh, special powers or anything. Which says that no angels are female. Uh, it yeah. implies that. Well, I mean, we, in, in the table that we had yeah. before, it was all male and no uh-huh. wings, right? So, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> but uh, it says, uh, I think we have a mention here of Seth. Uh, mm-hmm. Cain. Uh, was was on the bad the bad guy side of the uh, Nephilim, mm-hmm. so you know from Cain and Abel, or Cain Abel. Um, so yeah, I mean it. Uh, angels were just coming down, and yeah, some people believe there are some people that think that when Cain went to uh, the the people of was a Nod, um, I can't remember because I'm not looking at it, um, but that those people were the descendants of these Nephilim, the, of these angels that mated with other siblings of Cain yeah. and Abel and created a whole new culture. You know, what? And I don't, I don't want to get too, too far down this rabbit hole, but what's interesting is in, in a, lot of, um, a lot of the world's religions, there's this idea of whatever those sacred entities are, mating with humans and, and, and creating offspring mm-hmm. in, in a lot of like Greek and Roman mythology, you have, you know, demigods and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting in all, in all of the, the, the Bible God religion, you never have a situation. The only time you have a situation of, of a, of a God and human is with Mary. Yeah. Everything else is angel and human. Yeah. Angel and human. And this, this, this fits the ancient astronaut kind of idea that they were the missing link i mean here the nephilim could have been indeed the the angels excuse me could have been that missing link right um there's people of course that think they were extraterrestrials yeah i mean so they came from the sky i I could make a case for all of these things being extraterrestrials but but uh, i want to get into the dragon because i love dragons Dragons, yep um so this one comes from revelation which of course is filled with the craziest stuff ever oh yeah uh the dragon is described as having seven heads and ten horns so we're getting back to the seven heads of the ancient near eastern monster lotan um he also has a tail capable of sweeping a third of the stars out of the sky uh the author later identifies this dragon as satan himself who fights against god's angels and is cast into hell of course the king james bible which has all the best monster references (laughs) refers to dragons elsewhere but it mentions even unicorns and things like that were trans- mistranslated. So, um, yeah. So, the, you know, yeah. there's that. The King James, he kind of was like, well, this sounds cool. Right. Yeah. That's, you know, a little uh, artistic uh, influence mm-hmm. there. So, but Daniel, you were going to talk about, sees, saw more than just that the four-headed living creature or whatever it was. Yeah. So, um, I mean, he sees no less than four monsters emerge from the sea. Uh, one is a lion Godzilla. with eagle's wings, and then Mothra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> you got uh, God. You know, yeah. So uh, a lion with eagle's wings, mm-hmm. uh, which is then transformed into a human-like creature 
and has its wings plucked off. So almost like um, the, the Sphinx right before the wings get taken. Yeah. That's what that sounds yeah. like. So um, uh, one is a bear-like creature who is told to gorge himself on flesh. That's nice. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> one looks like a leopard with four wings and four heads. So this is like the, what's the dog with the... Uh, Cerebus? Yeah. So... And then uh, one has uh, iron teeth. Oh, wait a minute. This, we're talking about the, the four heads. One mm-hmm. has iron teeth with ten horns uh, with which it destroys uh, the whole earth. And believe it or not, the vision actually gets weirder from there. Uh, these beasts are often said to represent four different nations that existed in Daniel's day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could do a whole episode on Revelation. In fact, yeah. we probably will. But speaking of Revelation, we have the 200 million horsemen. Oh, yeah. Um, so this is an epic army that appears in Revelation, although they're not to be confused with the far more famous four horsemen. Uh, those guys are the ones that symbolize death, war, famine, and pestilence. These riders aren't to be messed with, though. Their horses have the heads of lions, tails like serpents, and spit smoke, fire, and brimstone out of their mouths. Eventually, they're responsible for the deaths of a third of all mankind. The horseman army is led by four fallen angels, which is never Good. So it's like, here's all these hellish creatures that you would think of come from hell that we've seen in horror movies, but no, right. they're gods. Yeah. They're on God's side. Yep. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, next on the list, we got uh, Abaddon's Locusts. Yes, Abaddon. Uh, these guys are ruled by Abaddon, an angel of the bottomless pit whose name means destroyer. Uh, I mean, that's a Abaddon pretty... is always referenced in other stuff as a demon. You know, one of the, one of the rulers of one of the yep. levels of hell. Uh, because they appear in Revelation, uh, they're, of course, not satisfied with being normal locusts. <laughs> Instead, they resemble war horses, uh, not like the movie. Um, right. Have the stinging tails of scorpions, Ooh. the faces of men, long hair like, um, it says like a woman's, but I mean, you know, those like like anyone. Fabio, maybe. Yeah. Ooh, um, yeah. And wear crowns of gold and armored breastplates. Their scorpion's tails are used to sting their victims, an experience that's apparently so painful that men shall seek death and shall not find it. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Well, let's lighten this up, okay? Yeah. Let's get into unicorns. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of There's a... even a song that sings about why the unicorn didn't make Noah's Ark. <laughs> uh, but unicorns are mentioned literally nine times in King James Bible. Um it, Here's the translation. It says, will, one of them says, Will the unicorn be willing to serve thee or abide by thy crib? Canst thou bind the unicorn with band in the furrow? Unfortunately, linguists have since discovered that the Hebrew word riem, translated as unicorn here, actually refers to the aurochs, a distant ancestor of the modern cow, which went extinct in the 17th century, which is a shame because unicorns are far more interesting than a slightly larger than usual cow. <laughs> In fact, there's a whole bunch of other mythical creatures in the King James Bible, like we talked about, um, that because the translators were more interested in being poetic. There was the cockatrice, a rooster-headed dragon mentioned in the book of Isaiah, uh, later has been scaled down into a viper. There was Lilith, who, which we could talk about Adam and Eve there, um, considered a female demon, has been downgraded to a screech owl, and mentions uh, of satyrs, which were like Pan, have just been simply changed to goats, and uh, those just aren't as fun. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we got, I think we got three left on our list. No, we got quite a bit more. Okay, so uh, the first beast and the second beast. 
Uh, both of these are found in Revelation. Um, the first beast is a monster, again, seven heads and ten horns that mm-hmm. rises from the ocean. Uh, features feet like a bear, mouth like a lion, and the general appearance of a leopard. Uh, the second beast, uh, it has two horns and speaks like a dragon. Hey, I'm a dragon! Yeah, I mean, what does a dragon talk like? Um, <laughs> I am smog! <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it could have a little dainty voice. It's, uh, it's uh, um, uh, what's his name? Sean Connery. Wasn't he in, like, Dragonheart <laughs> yeah. or whatever the voice of? I am, yeah. So, anyways, um, it also allows for the first beast to kill anyone who doesn't worship it. So, basically, the first beast looks mean, but has no power until the second beast arrives. Wow, man. And, uh, yeah, let's get into my favorite. Yeah, go vampires. for it. Ooh, there are vampires in the Bible, people. In Proverbs thirty fourteen, it says, There are those whose teeth are swords, whose fangs are knives, to devour the poor from off the earth, the needy from among mankind. Proverbs thirty fourteen, It is in the Bible. <laughs> um, yes, according to Bible Resource Open Bible, there are at least 30 verses with vampiric imagery or content. We're not even talking about just Christ having his followers drink his blood. Yeah. Uh, the topic is very contentious. Many claim that these passages have absolutely nothing to do with the blood suckers and can be explained easily by anyone with a cursory knowledge of biblical metaphors blah 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 wow. there are vampires in the bible that's right people. that's right they suck blood and jesus had his people suck his blood well from a from a picture like you know yeah okay. glass but All right. but yeah i mean he still, poured it in there first yeah exactly he was changing them into vampires <laughs> <laughs> go to sleep in the ground when you wake up mm-hmm. all right giants um, and some of the Nephilim were considered giants as well. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if you have a really big angel. Yeah. So. All right. So you got the, uh, of course, most people who, anybody who grew up going to any type of uh, Bible school or whatever, anything, or if your parents dropped you off for vacation Bible school when you didn't want to go, mm-hmm. then you've probably heard about David and Goliath. Yep. Goliath being the giant of the Amorites, a race of giants. Mm-hmm. So again, here, this is really interesting. In, in, in kind of the common tellings, it's David and Goliath. Goliath is like a giant, but doesn't really talk about any other giants. But this is the Amorites, a race of giants, mm-hmm. are mentioned more than 80 times, including this quote from Amos 2. Yet it was I who destroyed the Amorite before them, whose height was like the height of the cedars, and he was as strong as the oaks. Yet I destroyed his fruit before, above and his roots beneath. Also, it was I who brought you up from the land of Egypt and led you 40 years through the wilderness to possess the land of the Amorite. Yep. So, lots of giants. Lots of cedars. But they killed them off. Yeah, but what about werewolves? We're going to hit one last one real quick. So we got werewolves. This is one of mankind's first monsters. Now, we know that there is a condition these days where your whole body can be covered in hair, which is probably where a lot of this came. Um, There was one example be found in book four of the history of Herodotus written in 440 B.C. Said immediately the word was fulfilled against Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from among men and ate grass like an ox and his body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair grew as long as eagles feathers and his nails were like birds claws. And that came from Daniel 433. Wow. So. Werewolves. All these fun things that All we these fun things. that we hear about and read about and watch movies about and hear stories about, much like a listener story. Yep. So that's our monsters of the Bible. So we want to get away from that and move into other made-up stories. 
Uh, so we've got one coming in from uh, a good a good friend of mine's friend. His name is Corey. And uh, Corey sends us an amazing story. He's from Taylorsville, Kentucky. And here it is. Hello, my name is Corey Adams. I've been listening to Fearscape for a while. And after hearing the episode on the Phoenix Lights, I figured it was time to write in. Sometime around 2011 in Taylorsville, Kentucky, I was with my girlfriend, who's my now wife, and I remember I was looking up at the night sky, and we both saw these giant orange lights, and I remember us both commenting on it, and at the same time asking each other, what the heck is that? I remember there being distinctly three big lights in the center in a triangle pattern, And I want to say that there were other small orange lights around it, but I for sure remember three big ones in the center in a triangle pattern. And we watched as we saw the lights start to move around one another, almost like a synchronized swimming routine, or kind of like the way you see shapes fold into each other in a kaleidoscope. And then at one point, all the lights came really close together and bunched up at the center of the group. And then in an instant, they all spread out and scattered in all different directions. Once it was over, my wife and I just kept saying to ourselves, what the heck was that? And at first, I didn't think to mention it to anyone for the sake of not sounding crazy, and I swear to you now I'm not making this up, until the next day when I saw my friend Lance, you may know him, Lance Wayne, from the podcast you also host on Happy Campers. We were talking and hanging out, and then at one point, Lance says to me, I'm not sure how to say this, but last night I was outside and the weirdest thing happened, to which I immediately interrupted and chimed in with, the big orange lights? It makes sense that he would see it too, since he was only about ten minutes from where I was the night before. But rest assured, I was relieved to know that someone else saw it at the same time. I never really knew what to think of it, honestly, and only ever think of it every now and then, when my wife and I occasionally remind each other with, hey, Do you remember those big orange lights we saw that one time? Almost as if to just make sure that neither of us had forgotten and that it really did happen. And then today, while I was catching up on the podcasts and listening to Fearscape, I heard the stories of the Phoenix Lights, and my jaw was literally dropping to the ground to hear stories describing the exact same thing I saw down to the triangle pattern detail. I even got a hold of my friend Lance to make sure he remembered it too, to which he did. As far as I know, none of us ever saw it again. But still, every once in a while, we'll remind each other of the time we saw those orange lights in the sky. So to make a short story long, I'll just leave you with pudding. Thanks for listening to me. Okay, so I mean, yeah, that's the Phoenix Lights. That's like all the stuff that we've been talking about. That's that's everything. Well, and when when I saw that come in, the thing that really, like, you know, kind of stuck in my mind right away Mm -hmm. was uh, skydivers at night. Yes. I mean, they could have, you know, like somebody could have been skydiving. So I, so I jumped online. I was like, you know, surely if somebody was skydiving at night in 2011 around Terrorsville area, somebody would have had to report it. I did some scouring on the web. I couldn't find anything. There was no yeah, news nothing. story, no no news article, nothing. So yeah. not to say that it didn't happen. Just, I mean, Lance is a really good friend of mine. And I mean, he, him and I have chit-chatted about it. I mean, he legit saw it. And, yeah. And he saw it at a completely different. So we have three people that saw this. Right. So uh, if there's anyone else that was near Taylorsville around that time, let us know that you saw that, too, in the comments. Um, But we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. Thank you to all the ancient writers of the Bible for giving us, in fact, some of our, 
ideas of where uh, yep. some of our horror movies came from right. and all kinds of things like that. And we only scratched the surface. There's a lot more information to be dug into to really dig deep, especially into Daniel, Ezekiel, and Revelation, yep. uh, Book of Enoch. There's so much stuff oh, like yeah. Really get into that, uh, as well as some of the apocryphal writings. They really get into that stuff. Um, we even talk about Lilith being the first vampire. Possibly. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. But we'll 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 come back to Monsters of the Bible sometime, as well as Revelation and all that. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, this has been such a great episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in to 100.9 FM WCHQ, as well as the Destination Nation Network. You can find all information on WCHQ at WCHQFM.com, as well as the Destination.com slash DNN for all of our other uh, podcast episodes. And uh, make sure to send your listener stories to FearscatePodcast at gmail.com and check out our website at FearscatePodcast.com. Uh, we've got a lot of information on there and links to everything else. Uh, but we got to get out of here. So I just want to say goodbye. Thank you guys so much. This has been Stefan, and I will catch you on the flip side. This has been Josh. The truth is out there. And make sure, people, you guys hold those blankets extra tight. Good night, night. folks.